I was starting to put out more landscape stuff. And I, you know, at the time I just wanted to put stuff out there and it was just kind of close friends. You know, I didn't really even think that I would be doing this to kind of grow an audience at the time. Welcome to the Passion to Brand podcast, where we have real conversations with real people who have turned their passions to digital brands. I'm Brett. And I'm Logan. On today's episode, how Chris Lindemu turned his passion for exploring the outdoors with his best friend into the well-known digital brand, Adventuring with Nala. From time to time, Logan and I will sit and watch dog videos on TikTok and Instagram. Being dog lovers, we will live vicariously through these creators and imagine being in the room or same area as these wonderful creatures. This was the case with Chris and Nala. We were about to head to bed a few months ago and came across the Instagram handle, Adventuring with Nala, after watching one of the most precious videos of this golden retriever running towards the camera in the mountains. Of course, we ended up going to their profile and connected with Chris. We had so many questions and were so eager to learn more. Yeah, so I, I grew up in Gainesville, Florida, born in Gainesville and lived there for 26 years until wow. moving recently out to, to Utah about six years ago. Yeah. So you grew up in Gainesville. Mm -hmm. um, what would, I guess, what were some of your favorite hobbies when you were growing up? Yeah, when I was when I was growing up, I spent every waking hour that I wasn't in school riding my bike. So I I grew up in the BMX scene, and so mm. I was spending all my time riding around on a little kid's bike, you know, going to skate parks and things like that, and just just having total freedom to kind of roam the streets. So, um, you know, I think that's that's kind of where I I got into all my my videography stuff because. You know, I was spending probably half my time riding and actually doing the tricks. And then the other half of the time was, you know, filming my friends. And um, I got I got so much enjoyment out of both of them. So and especially mm -hmm. when I could, you know, film them doing whatever. And then I would go home and I would spend hours editing and and trying to make a video just so that I could show all my friends and, and we could share with everyone. And um, so, I mean, definitely kind of where I, I got started with all of my my video stuff was early on in middle high school. So. So when you were capturing all of this with your BMX, were you using your phone or a GoPro or what did that process look like? Yeah. So the early, early days I was, I was using kind of an old, um, they use tapes, right? So you'd put a tape <laughs> in this, uh, this camera and take it back. And yeah, it was just like a regular tape. So, I mean, this was, this was old school. So um, you know, I was using that and then eventually, you know, over the years, I was able to kind of upgrade to nicer and nicer cameras and upgrading to a nicer camera eventually was me getting a GoPro. So you can see, and this was like the first set of GoPros that they had. Considering that's my upgrade, you can probably guess what I was starting to film with to be, to begin with there. So yeah, interesting progression for sure with the technology. Yeah. The old camcorders, those are yeah. classic. I remember yeah. my parents gave me their old one and I took it everywhere oh and made God. music Gosh, videos so and like swinging in the tree. That mm -hmm. was, yeah, camcorders are classic. Yep. And I, I hoarded that thing for, I don't even know how many years. I definitely had it up until the point when I moved out to Utah and I was looking at it and I'm like, I don't even know where the power cord for this thing is. So <laughs> I think I eventually, that's when I got rid of it since I had to pack everything up into a car and, and move out to Utah. So that had to go, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Did you decide you want to study photography or sorry, videography in, in college? Like, was that something that you like had ambitions to do? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I loved this. I was, I was spending hours when I wasn't riding my bike. I mean, I was spending hours editing and, you know, I would watch um, tutorials online of how to do different sort of like 
motion graphics, like do cool titles and do like 3D effects and all this stuff. Um, so, I mean, I spent so much time on my own trying to learn this. I did apply to the Art Institute in Fort Lauderdale in Florida. I went there for a tour and, and got accepted. So, um, you know, it's, that's an interesting story that I, I got accepted there and didn't actually end up going down that path. My life went much differently. Um, so you didn't, you didn't go to school for, for videography? No, I didn't. Um, you know, I think I was just just young and scared and just like not willing to take risk at that point yeah, in my life. Yeah. And um, it just seemed like a really, really scary thing. So, yeah, I ended up, I guess you could say I'm doing air quotes, playing the safe route, uh, stuck around Gainesville for several years longer and did my my undergrad and my graduate training uh, in Gainesville. So I eventually started doing um, pharmacy. I went, went to pharmacy school at oh. the University of Florida and kind of totally changed direction. That there. is a total yeah. change. Yeah, <laughs> quite, a, well, quite a big difference. Why pharmacy? So yeah, my, my brother and, and sister-in-law are pharmacists. And oh, so yeah. Yeah. I guess we have pharmacy in, in our family. Okay. Um, and that schooling is not taken lightly. It, it is super very hard. It's a hard <laughs> program. Yeah, yeah, so talk to us yeah. about that. Yeah, you know, I think... Um, since I kind of abandoned the idea of the whole video editing thing, I was really kind of lost in my beginning years of, of college and trying to figure out what I want, wanted to do um, and bounce around between different things. You know, I threw around like engineering and it was even going to do like building management. And eventually, you know, I, I started getting really heavy into fitness and working out and like really sort of more conscious about my health and trying to, you know, improve my physique and improve my performance so I, I really got into lifting and health and, um, you know, that I think that's probably what kind of drew me towards the healthcare field is because as I was researching, like the pre-workout to take and the recovery supplements, like protein powder and creatine, I really kind of dug in and did my own research. And so, uh, started becoming fascinated with, um, how different things interact in the body and how they work. And, you know, growing up, my mom always would go to Publix, the, the grocery chain in, in Florida, mm -hmm. and uh, she had an awesome relationship with with her pharmacist there. His name was Chris, you know, you know, oh, nice. yeah, so, naturally. Uh, yeah, naturally. also also named Chris. And I was like, man, that guy is cool. Other than just his name, he is cool. And he was just like way nice. Um, always was helping my mom out, All you know, knew her by first name. And so I think, you know, he definitely had um, some inspiration in there for me wanting to be like, oh, I want to be like that guy, you know? So mm. there a lot, a lot of things went into that decision. And, and so I think also there's good job security in the healthcare field too. So I wanted, you know, safety is kind of one of my, my core needs, I guess you could say. So mm. um, being secure in my career was something that I, I valued a lot. And so at the time, at least, and so, yeah, there were a lot of different aspects that kind of led me down the pharmacy path. So. That's so cool. So was the program, I must ask, was the program difficult? Did you get into the program and be like, what in the world did I just sign up for? <laughs> I mean, I was, I was super excited to apply. Once I, once I discovered pharmacy, I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. And actually the first time I, I applied, I didn't get in. So um, I still had some semesters left, or I, I think one semester. So I applied, didn't get in. It went on a waiting list, you know, that didn't get in. So I took about, I guess, a little less than a year off of school and I retook the entrance exam, uh, passed it and then reapplied. So I had to go through the whole interview process all over again. Um, and yeah, of course it is, it is a grueling curriculum. You're studying all the time. You still get to have some free time, uh, of course, but yeah, it's, it's grueling curriculum. 
and uh but all like super interesting stuff i just i i absolutely love that field of science and still am fascinated by um you know the substances that go in the body and how they work and and all of that so yeah, yeah. no tough okay. work but but definitely good path for me so i guess i'm curious in college you're studying pharmacy and you still have a passion for videography how did mm -hmm. you balance the two like did you let that go for a little bit or, or when did videography resurface? Yeah. Um, it definitely, it is definitely something that, that fell off the radar. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I'd spent hours editing videos and filming when I was younger and then it totally just kind of, uh, fell off the map for me uh, just being busy with school and everything. But fortunately in my, my third year of pharmacy school, you go on rotations. And so I actually chose to spend eight weeks in New Mexico doing a rotation. So I worked with the Indian health service and spent whole two months out there with, with one of my really good friends, Brandon. And, um, during that time, I actually, I had a GoPro, I, you know, I, I had it with me. I started taking more pictures on my phone and we were just like traveling all around the state. And I was just kind of snapping these pictures here and there. And there was this one picture. We went to uh, white sands national monument and mm -hmm. it's in New Mexico. It's like one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. And I, I took my GoPro with me, you know, the whole selfie stick and all. And I snapped this picture, just like we were walking out into the sunset and I have like the, the selfie stick kind of pointed behind me and it's looking at us at our backs as we're kind of walking towards the sunset. And it was just like, still to this day, I, I am impressed by that picture. And this was like, I don't know, 10 years ago now, it feels like probably a little <laughs> less than that. But I think during that time is really when I started to fall in love with like taking photos, making videos. It was more photography at the time getting back into it. And then shortly after I had gotten back to Florida after that time, um, I ended up upgrading my camera. So yeah, I was shooting on a GoPro before and then got my first Sony camera shortly after I, I got back home. So oh, nice, definitely nice. change of pace there. Yeah. Yeah. And now were you putting that picture, for example, was that going on social media or talk to us about how the social media journey began? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you know, I, I mentioned I was into fitness. And so I, 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 I'm going to admit this, that, you know, my beginning stages, my Instagram journey were very, uh, very fitness related. I was nice. like the, the gym bro, you know, posting yeah. my selfies in the mirror of my progress. And so, um, you know, I was doing, doing that kind of Instagram account at the time. So yeah, I was very like fitness focused and whatnot. And then, you know, when I kind of started doing this stuff with the GoPro and my Sony camera, it, it kind of transitioned more into like landscape. I mean, landscape was really kind of the main thing. And I was going everywhere, all over Gainesville, trying to find the coolest places. You know, there was a um, place that we, we have in, in Gainesville called Payne's Prairie. And it's like, probably if you think of nature in Gainesville, it's like the only place there is. So um, <laughs> this is huge, like preserve of basically just a swamp. That's what um, I was going to ask. I was yeah. like, where were you going in Gainesville? <laughs> total, total swamp. If it was sunset, I would go out there and just shoot and try to get, you know, some photos. We had a, a lake on campus called Lake Alice. And so I would go out there, you know, wake up super early in the morning and try to catch a sunrise. I mean, as I'm describing these places, there's, there's pictures that are popping in my head. And like, <laughs> it's like one of the things that I love about photography is it, it totally takes you back to those, those mm -hmm. moments. So I transitioned um, into more of a landscape. And I was posting that 
pretty, pretty consistently on my Instagram and trying to grow the Instagram as, as my account as much as I could at the time. So yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that for a second. Your early days, you're putting out mm-hmm. content related to fitness. Then yeah. you had a transition to landscape photography. Mm-hmm. What year was that? Like when, when was that tr- transition? Let's see. That was, um, that was probably like 2014, 2015. I graduated pharmacy school in 2015 of May. So I guess that was, yeah, like middle of 2014, I was starting to put out more, more landscape stuff. And I, you know, at the time I just wanted to put stuff out there and it was mm-hmm. just kind of close friends. You know, I didn't really even think that I would be doing this to kind of grow an audience at the time. I just kind of wanted to share it with, with people that I knew. And that was, that was really all it was for me at the time. Now, were you growing? Did you, did you see your account grow when you made a transition from your fitness photos to the more landscape shots? Yeah, definitely. There was, there was a difference. I think uh, there's probably a bigger audience of people who want to look at beautiful landscape pictures versus someone, <laughs> people who want to look at some guy posting uh, selfies in the mirror who, who maybe doesn't even really look like he works out, I'll admit. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I think a, a bigger audience there um and you know moving out to utah too i was like that kind of also influenced my decision to want to move out to utah is i was so into landscape photography that i was like i've got to go somewhere outside of gainesville where i literally have one location to shoot photos i got to get somewhere that's that's fun and exciting and has you know beautiful scenery to offer for photography so what year did you move to Utah? And before you moved there, had you been to Utah before? After I graduated pharmacy school in 2015, I did a residency for a year. And that was also at University of Florida. So did a residency for a year in pharmacy. And during my residency, I actually reached out to the company that I work for now and asked them if they would just take me for a month. You know, I was like, I want to go out to Utah. And my residency director was okay with it. So uh, reached out to someone and they were like, sure, you come work for us for free. That's fine cool. with us. So um, yeah, I went out to Utah for a month. It was February. And so there was tons of snow, which was something mm-hmm. that I was not used to obviously yeah. being from, <laughs> yeah. from Florida. Um, but I loved it. You know, I absolutely loved it. So that was um, February of 2016. And then in May of 2016, she reached out to me and asked me if I, if I wanted to come work for them. So Yes, I had been to Utah for that that month, probably during, you know, maybe one of the hardest times of the year when it's really cold, which hard for some people. I loved it because it was brand new and beautiful. I was like, count me in. I'm coming out. So that was that was that. Now, did you miss the warm weather going out into Utah? It's like, oh, I miss the warm beaches. <laughs> no, I, I don't. No. <laughs> I, I love I so Florida's great. I I'm really happy. I had the chance to grow up in Gainesville. It's a great town to grow up in, but I love having four seasons. I love, you know, something to kind of always look forward to every three months when the weather's changing up and being, you know, photographer, videographer, the weather is like my life. I, I live around the weather, whatever that is. So, um, no, I, I don't, I don't miss that. I, I love the weather here, the cold and the hotter dry heat that they've got here. It's true. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, we're, we're both both very blessed to be. I mean, well, obviously us in Colorado and you in Utah, yeah. we, we get to our we get our seasons and some oh, beautiful, yeah. beautiful weather out here. So obviously, we know you, Chris, as adventuring with Nala, right? <laughs> We've discussed pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Then you got on Instagram 
you were taking selfies of that fit fit bod, right? <laughs> and then you moved out to to Utah to take you gotta own it. Landscape. Yeah, she, it. yeah, certainly. I mean, if, if you have yeah. it, why not post it? You know, hey, I, I hashtag hey. fit fam all yeah. day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a good bod, I'd be putting out there too. But this is just a fat bod over here. So oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you move out to Utah with your landscape photography. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about when did Nala come into the picture and when did you start posting videos and content around adventuring with Nala? I knew that basically right when I moved out here, I was, it was summertime. I was hiking all the time. I already kind of loved hiking before just from trips that I had done with my mom and spending that time in New Mexico. So I loved hiking and literally, I mean, the, the first couple of hikes, I was like, I need a dog. I, I just, you know, I, I miss having a dog and, you know, we talked about how I grew up as a dog person. I had this huge gap in time, you know, 10 years or so where I was dogless, you know? So I knew right away that I, I wanted to get a dog. Uh, it just was kind of tough, you know, renting certain places and not, not being allowed to have dogs. And then Eventually, I was able to move into a place and I chose this place so that I could get a dog because there was a house. The landlord let me have a dog. I had a backyard. And so I was like, I'm doing this. I'm getting a dog. And so, yeah. Yeah. So that was 2018. So uh, Nala's turning Nala's turning four this year. So that was 2018 when I, I eventually got Nala. So did you get her from a breeder or did you get her from a humane society? No, yeah, I got her um, from a, a local breeder, um, found, her, found her nearby. She was about an hour away with a new litter. And so, yeah, we got her, we got her from a, a local breeder. Oh, I bet you were like so ecstatic. Puppies oh are the absolute best. <laughs> I, was, I was so stoked. And a funny, funny little side story is that I was, when I was looking for the right dog, right? I'm on Google, like Googling hiking dogs. And for some reason, I wanted a corgi. So I wanted, mm. I wanted a corgi and then, um, they are so cute. We've seen a are. couple of corgis hiking out in Colorado and like yep, their butts yep. are the funniest thing of how they yes. <laughs> go up and down. Yes, exactly. I, and I loved that. I was like, I got to get a corgi. And then I was like, you know what? I don't know. Maybe a corgi wouldn't be the best dog for me. <laughs> so, although, you know, corgis, like you said, they can hike those mountains. They definitely can. I've seen some intense corgis on the trail, but um, yeah. yeah, I was kind of reading about different breeds that would be good on the trail and then just kind of landed on golden retrievers. And I've, I've always loved golden retrievers that's kind of the the story of how how i chose nala too <laughs> and and of course there's millions of people out there that have dogs mm -hmm. that don't post their dogs on social media yeah. <laughs> right so what was the reason like what was the reason that you decided to start sharing your content from landscape to you know adventuring with nala mm -hmm. i think it was it was a good way for me to kind of combine my two worlds. So I had my photography stuff, which was landscape and I liked hiking. And I really, you know, I, I knew that I wanted this dog and there were definitely some Instagram accounts that inspired me. One in, one in particular, it's called Millie the Golden. Um, I'm not sure if he's active anymore, but um, yeah, I think that account, I always just loved the photography and just beautiful picture, pictures of this, this golden named Millie. And it, it was just something that I knew that I wanted to be doing was documenting this journey with, with Nala, us going on hikes, capturing beautiful moments. I've always kind of loved doing more like wider kind of landscape shots and then having me and Nala in the frame. Those to this day are still my, my favorite pictures that I take. 
so I, I knew that I wanted to, to document this and really kind of photograph the, the moments that we had and the memories that we made together. So more just a journal. You just want it really started, I guess, started it as a journal with you and, and Nala. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And obviously, we now know you today <laughs> with many, many followers. Many people are following along your journey. And it's cool to hear that this was just simply a way for you to capture precious moments with with Nala. And here mm-hmm. today, you're influencing a wide realm of people. I know, actually, we had stumbled across your account several months ago because you had put out a reel that I think nearly has nearly 3 million views now. And it was funny, you had had posted it and you probably know the one I'm probably uh-huh. referring to, oh, yeah. but yeah. it was like, it was a, a trending audio uh-huh. and it was where you said, hey, trying out the stupid audio, see if the stupid algorithm will give me a stupid break. And you know yes. what? It did. It did. <laughs> it did. Um, yeah. So that was, that was really kind of interesting because before I had posted that, I had just started getting into reels, just trying to, cause I, I took a good break off Instagram I took about eight months off of Instagram. And during that time is when they really started kind of rolling out reels. And so I jumped back on Instagram in August of 2021. And I'm like, what is going on? What's up with all this video and you know, these reels, like where, where's my photography going? I would post photos and get like no traction on them. And so mm-hmm. You know, I, um, I started looking into the reels and started learning that that was kind of, you know, the way to get more reach and engagement on your posts is to go with the video content, which was awesome. Like I had already posted some video in my earlier days of Instagram and I was excited about posting it there, but I thought it was really cool that now it was kind of transitioning to kind of a video focused platform. So Hmm. I was actually excited about that. And, you know, i always loved video. This was kind of a new, new challenge for me. So yeah, I mean, I had started posting reels pretty consistently, but I just wasn't getting any traction on them. And Mm -hmm. I think that was just my own, you know, fault and having these crazy expectations that no, just because I have X number of followers, I should be getting this many views. And I was a little, little frustrated at first. Um, And so I tried different things. I was playing around with it, just tried to be more consistent. And yeah, I found this, this trending audio and it was like, I can't even remember how the sound goes. I want to like wipe it out of my memory because I was, I was actually tired of hearing it all the time. And because every other video on my, my feed was the sound. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to use this thing. I'm going to pick a a video uh, that I really like, and I'm just going to just do whatever with it. And I think that was the first time I really kind of threw a video up on there and didn't, didn't put much effort into it, which, which sounds crazy, but that, that kind of marked, I don't know, a transition in the time that I've been on Instagram, everything's kind of changed for me since then for, for the better, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. And I kind of want to go back to something you had said just a minute ago, uh, Chris, Mm -hmm. because I think it's important for us to, to touch on at this point, you had roughly how many, you know, 50, 40, 50,000 followers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we all do this, right? We all have these expectations that we have people that are following us and we put post content that we think is good, that we think should be consumed. Mm-hmm. And we think to ourselves, once we post it, we have a form and expectation that rarely ever gets met. Right. You know, and I think that's something that's interesting. And I'm very thankful that you shared that. If you can kind of talk about this. And I know we, last time we hung out, you had shared, you had taken a break from social media. Talk Mm -hmm. about why you decided to take that break. 
Yeah, and that was that was something that at the time it was so scary. You know, I had been on social media for years. I mean, Facebook, Instagram, just spending a lot of time on there and eventually got to the point where I I just felt like I was I was maybe posting things for the wrong reasons, right? I was I was going out with the intent of getting a picture or some piece of content just to post on Instagram. And so, you know, what you do to yourself when you do that is that you're saying, oh, if I go out and I don't get this piece of content, then the day is ruined. At least that's mm-hmm. where the mindset I had. And it was just very toxic. It ruined a lot of experiences for me. And I I recognized it eventually. You know, I think sometimes we can go through that phase and maybe not recognizing it. I think that was important for me to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm posting, I'm not posting content for the right reason right now. I, I need to take a step back, get back to doing the things that I enjoy, which is spending time with my dog, going for hikes, taking photos, you know, but not, not doing it just to get likes and people commenting of how great it is on, on the internet. So it was a full eight months, which was, which now that I'm thinking about like, that's the long long time time. I deleted Instagram, deleted Facebook. I mean, no social media. And it was, it was awesome. I know last time we hung out, you kind of talked about that. And Mm -hmm. I think it's so important being in the world of content creating to really focus and make it a priority to continue to do what we still love and not focus on, I need to go out here to get this certain shot because then the joy is taken completely out of it. And, you know, it makes us just step back and reflect on, okay, why are we doing this? How did we start doing this? Mm -hmm. And what do we want to share with people? And I think that's super awesome that you got to experience that break and coming back, you are stronger than ever. I mean, (laughs) you have 60,000 followers and Something that drew us to you too in your story is you don't do this full-time. You have a full-time job. So talk about like how you balance doing what you're passionate about and also having, I mean, I know you're passionate about pharmacy too. Mm -hmm. How do you balance the two of those things? Yeah, Yeah, it's, um, it keeps me busy. (laughs) That's for sure. You know, I, I do work uh, Monday through Friday. I'm definitely a weekend warrior working for a health insurance company as a, as a pharmacist Uh, keeps me busy during the week. And then I, I really kind of, at least right now, we've got shorter daylight hours. I take full advantage of, of the weekend and do as much as I can. So I kind of try to cram everything into, to my weekends, but it doesn't, doesn't feel like cramming. I'm, I, I, thoroughly am enjoying all the time that I'm spending right now. And like you said, like since coming back, I've just, I'm just feeling, I don't know, it just feels really good to be making content again and and doing something that the video aspect of things is really a, a good challenge for me. And I've, I've really enjoyed it. So, I mean, it's a tough balance. I, I keep seeing this, this audio get played on, on Instagram and all over it. I think it's says something like, you know, use your time off to, create the life that you want, not escape mm. that the life that you have or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I and, have that yeah. <laughs> actually written on our bathroom mirror. That's it's awesome. Use, yeah. Yeah. Use yeah. your time. Shoot. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> See it use, every day and still don't know it. <laughs> use time to create the life you want, not escape the life you have. Yep. And exactly. I think that's also the switch mentally that you from being just a consumer to now I'm going to put out 
things mm-hmm. and be a producer and yeah. you know hopefully make the world a better place and share what you're passionate about yeah yeah definitely i i fell into that trap too you know for a time period there as you know like oh it's the weekend you know get away from work you know or um you know get to kind of clear my mind and do this but it's really like just more connecting with what you're passionate about and mm-hmm. for me it's like spending time outside maintaining good health and then make videos with my dog like and yeah. that's you know I can do all of those things in a single hike you know so I'm very fortunate to have the the playground that I have here in Utah because I can I mean within 20 25 minutes I can be at a trailhead for a beautiful mountain so it's been fun definitely and I think too also Chris what what drew us to your story is a lot of people that we've had on the show and, and you see a lot of content creators that are posting about how everyone needs to drop what you're doing to pursue mm-hmm. the the life that you you want, right? Yeah. You can't work, you can't work and also pursue your passion, putting out, you know, whatever type of content. And I think what's interesting is here you have your job as a as a pharmacist pursuing that passion and yet still doing content creation. I think that's a very unique thing that you don't often see and, and hear you are putting out that content. Talk to us about um, what are your goals? I mean, is this something that you want to continue to do being a pharmacist and content creation on the side? Or, or would you like to get to a point where this is a full-time thing for you? Yeah. I mean, right now with my job, I, I love my job. It's recently changed a little bit for me too. And so um, kind of been moving up over the years, which is, which is really exciting to be able to grow within my profession. And so um, I've got this new, this new energy with, with pharmacy. And so mm. for right now, I have no intention in the, the near future to be quitting or, you know, yeah. moving out of the pharmacy realm. So it's, yeah, that's been really fun to be able to evolve in my pharmacy career. But at the same time, you know, I, I, my passion for making videos and, and content creation and photography is still there and it's yeah. stronger than ever. So I'm, I'm constantly kind of battling this where it's like, if I did have an extra 40 hours a week to do these, you know, these other things, you know, what could I, what could I do with that? So, I mean, that's a, a thought that goes through my head all the time, but for right now, my, my goal is to, of course, continue working with my pharmacy career, go as far as I can in that. And then I think later on down the line, I, I definitely could see myself being full-time content creation, trying to you know, maybe engage with, with new brands and companies and, and getting some work that way to be able to, to make some money off of this. I mean, yeah. I've made some money with, with my account, but definitely not enough to sustain, you know, the, the, the lifestyle that I'm, I'm looking for right now. Yeah. Have you thought about um, not sleeping? <laughs> Man, I'm getting less sleep lately. Actually. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but this is the thing is like, I'm so excited about what I'm doing that yeah. even though I'm only getting, you know, cause I'm like a sleep freak. I like to get my, you know, <laughs> eight hours of sleep or else I feel like I just get sick or something, especially yes. with working out in the gym pretty hard six days a week. If I don't get my sleep, I get sick. It's just a leads to B. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I have, I have actually gotten less sleep lately, but I, I feel more energized than mm-hmm. I ever have, even with getting less sleep because I'm excited about what I'm doing. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. And again, I think it's really cool. You had talked about getting brand deals and, and possibly making money through some of these partnerships and, and other ways through social media. But here you have your passion for, for pharmacy, but you don't feel that pressure. It's not like you have to put out content in order to make money. Oh, you yeah. get to put out yeah. content simply because you enjoy it. And if one day it comes about and it can take 
the you know replace your lifestyle or, or income from a pharmacy standpoint, then be it as it may. But for now, it's it's just something you get to do for fun. So I think that's a really yeah. a, a really important thing for of course for the listeners to to hear is is you got a man, you got Chris here putting out sweet content <laughs> with Nala, but he's also a killer pharmacist as well during the week, and then he also sleeps eight hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, man. It's, I think that also kind of ties into longevity. So when Mm -hmm. you're, when you're doing something like this, you got it, you know, it's of course gotta be as cliche as it is gotta be a marathon, not a sprint. So, you know, creating things that keep you excited and that's, you know, for your enjoyment, um, that really helps you to continue doing that day after day and month after month and year after year. So, yeah, I think, in my position, I feel like that is a benefit because I do kind of have this, this normal source of income, but of course it's always nice to make that little extra money on the side. And I think you can be a little bit pickier too, right? If you're, if you do have options out there, then you can kind of pick and choose who you want to work with and, and mm-hmm. brands and companies that you're really excited about, which is, which is another important aspect of it all. So true, yeah, you made true. some good points there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally agree. And now, Chris, we do want to kind of ask you a few questions. You have such a unique story in that you're you're pursuing this adventuring with Nala and mm-hmm. just a part-time thing, right? But at the end of the day, you're having millions of people stumble across your account. You know, millions of people know of adventuring with Nala. And, and the reality is you don't realize the impact that you have. Like you are truly blessing a lot of people with, oh, with your man. content and, and you. it's super, super well done. And people really enjoy it. Millions of people enjoy it. So, oh, last time we talked, I got on Instagram and watched a lot of your reels back to back to back. And by the end, I was crying. I was like, oh we need gosh. a dog, Brett. <laughs> so, if you see a video with a million views, it's because of Logan. <laughs> I just watched it over and over. That's awesome. But the point of that oh, is you, you have content that you're influencing and a lot of people are watching your content and really respect the work that you're doing. And so I feel like you're so qualified to answer this question, but we often get asked is growing your social media. Is that something that can still be done today? It's obviously a heavily saturated environment. Mm-hmm. Is this still something you can do? Can you still pursue your passion through this content creation world today? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, with everything, there's some adaptation that that has to be done we we have to adapt with how things change in the social media environment and so i do a lot of research on you know in my downtime and try to figure out what's changing and how i can really you know continue to create the content that i i resonate with but also creating content that that allows it to be seen by millions of people. So I, mm-hmm. I definitely put in some, some back-end research there to try to maintain my style, but also using those little maybe tips and tricks to kind of give me a, a little bit of an edge there. It's definitely going to be harder for a smaller account to grow quickly. So again, marathon, not a sprint, just yeah, have exactly. to think long-term if this is something that you want to continue doing. I think for most cases, unless there's just something totally unique and lots of people are interested in it, then it, it is a little, little more tough to, to grow quickly. That's, mm-hmm. that's the key thing is quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you, you had mentioned you spend a little bit of time in your downtime researching the type of content that would be, you know, accessible to millions. Can you share a little bit of maybe of the type of content that does work in today's mm-hmm. environment? Yeah. So I think with Instagram, savable content. So whether it's educational, 
I usually try to play into emotion. So if you can mm-hmm. kind of trigger some sort of emotion, typically with dogs, it's going to be sad or really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I found that in both of those cases, and by sad, I mean like a happy sad, you know, it makes yeah. you like yeah. cry because you're like happy, that kind of thing. Um, so like I did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Logan. Perfect example. Yes. <laughs> so I think, of course, if you can kind of uh, trigger an emotion in your audience, then that piece of content is going to go a lot farther. And that, that of course, takes a skill. Sometimes I get lucky with it, to be honest. But, you know, I'm sitting here like making my reels and like almost crying <laughs> making them. So I'm like, this has got to be, this has got to be good. I'm like almost in tears making this. So yeah, you know, creating things that people want to save and that, you know, definitely using the trends. I, I kind of hated trends when I first got back into social media and was seeing all of these weird trends that made no sense to me. So <laughs> I still use those trends when I can, but I put my own spin on it. Right. And I think that kind of goes back to that, that reel that you, you brought up a little bit earlier is that trend I was seeing all over the place with that audio. I kind of put my own spin on it with, you know, the, the type of video that I like creating. So yeah, I think still you can be original and unique, even if you're kind of latching onto some of these trends, which there's no shame in, in playing with the trends to get a little extra traction, you know, as long as people see your work and then, you know, exactly. maybe they'll stick around and, and like the rest of your work too. So Exactly, you know. exactly. So what can we expect from the Adventuring with Nala brand this upcoming year, Chris? For our listeners, mm-hmm. what can they expect to, to see from your brand this year? Yeah. So, I mean, my goal right now, I, I have a specific goal to try to grow my account. I mean, I'm, I'm working pretty hard on that. I'm mainly on, on Instagram. That's where I was focused. I have actually tried to try to get on TikTok too. And I, I post kind of some different content on TikTok. I don't take it as seriously. I would say it's less polished, which is okay. Mm-hmm. It kind of gives me something different to work on. And so, yeah, I definitely want to grow my account. I want to try try to you know, work with some different brands, you know, being in the outdoor space. I have some trips that I'd like to do with Nala. Um, I, lo- I do a lot of my trips kind of spontaneously the, you know, the, the week before I'll be like, Hey, I want to go to Moab for the weekend and I'll, I'll drive down to Moab and, and spend some time down there. So definitely continuing to document all of our adventures, going on camping trips, hiking. I hope to be able to improve my, my videography. There's always room for improvement there. And get some new creative ideas with the content that I'm creating. So growth for sure. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you'll see me growing too. I'm really excited yeah. about that. And hopefully maybe Logan and I can join your content too one day. Oh, yeah. I want a picture <laughs> with Nala. Oh my gosh. If she'll sit still, she's so, she's so wild with new people. She gets so excited. She like, she loves humans more than dogs almost. And, so like, and Logan, so yeah. Logan talks in this high pitched voice and gets all the, uh-huh. the dogs riled up. I, so. Yeah. Big dog person. So awesome. if we ever get to meet Nala, that yes. would be goals. Yes. She'll be all over you. I'm sure she loves humans. <laughs> So share a little bit, Chris, about where where our listeners can follow along with your journey. If they obviously enjoyed listening to to your story and want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, right now I'm I'm mostly on Instagram and TikTok. So it's adventuring with Nala. It's all one word on on both platforms right now. And I actually do post some some YouTube content. So my name, Chris Lindemood. I'm on YouTube. I, I do post some some longer form stuff there, although it's not something I put too much time into, but you know, something I, I probably will start to, to work on this year as well. And like we said, we can't encourage our listeners enough to, to follow 
adventuring with Nala and follow Chris, your work, you, you do some phenomenal work and, and we really enjoy the content that you put out and are, are very thankful for it. So we thank yes. you for, for your time here on the show. We've really enjoyed uh, talking with you and, and we appreciate the time you've given us uh, to just hang out and chat. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Really enjoyed this time here today. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review or comment letting us know what you enjoyed most. Be sure to click that follow button to not miss out on a new inspiring story each week. For more inspiration, feel free to follow us on Instagram at passion to brand or check out our blog at passion Until next time. Peace.